from MPB Think Radio. It's Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Sherita Brink here with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. Today, MPB has a way to help us celebrate the state's bicentennial. Edie Green from MPB TV and Carrie Grayson Horn are going to be here to explain. Also, we're helping some with you, helping you with some New Year's resolutions. You want to discover some new places to visit around the state? The Mississippi List will help with that today. Want to read more books in 2017? Tracy Carr will tell you how the Mississippi Library Commission can help with that. And Tabi Moyo fills us in on the Jackson Indie Music Week. You can give us a call and tell us about any local events going on in your area. And if you've made any resolutions for 2017, the number is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Follow the conversation on Twitter. Search the hashtag NextStopMS. It's Next Stop Mississippi, and it's coming up after the news on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio today with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. We have lots of great things lined up for you today. We're going to talk about some ways you can celebrate the state's bicentennial. Edie Green and Carrie Grayson Horn are in studio with us today. We'll talk with them about that. Also, we're going to speak with a representative from the Mississippi List. Now, Mary Margaret, that is super cool. It's going to be talking about different places you can eat around the state. Uh, so we're excited to have uh, Andy on to speak with us about that as well. Uh, also, we're going to learn a little bit about what the Mississippi Library Commission uh, can help with when it comes to New Year's resolutions. If you want to read a little bit more, we'll talk about what they do. And the Jackson Indie Music Week is coming up. This is a really cool event. Tabi Moyo is going to join us to talk a little bit more about that. Good morning, Mary Margaret. How are you? Good morning, Sherita. I'm great. I'm glad to be here and really excited about our show today. It's a little bit about being a better you in 2017 and I think some simple ways to accomplish that. Yes, we'd love to hear from you listeners if you want to let us know what kind of New Year resolutions you have and how you're going to incorporate Mississippi into those resolutions. If you're going to be visiting different places, today would be a great day to get soup, uh, gumbo. You can call us, let us know uh, what you're doing to enjoy this cold weather as well in Mississippi. 877-MPB-RING is the number for you to join the conversation today. Um, so, Mayor Margaret, the Mississippi Blues Marathon is coming up. It's the 10th year. 10th year. Now, have it's you amazing. ever gone or participated in it? I have. I've participated in the Blues Marathon on two different occasions. I had a wonderful experience both times. I've never run the full marathon, but what I usually do is what they call the marathon relay. So you sign mm-hmm. up with a team of five friends, and you literally each run a little portion of the race. And, uh, oh. you know, I think a lot of the runners um, love this race uh, because of the hospitality of the city of Jackson, which always really shows out during marathon marathon weekend. There's specials at restaurants all around town. There's live music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody really rolls out the red carpet for the runners who literally come from, I think, every state in the union is usually represented at the race. Um, but along the race course, there are always uh, uh, performers at each uh, uh, that's stop. Motivating. And that's very cool. It really mm-hmm. does um, help you kind of get through those last few miles. And anyway, uh, the guys uh, with the Mississippi Blues Marathon do a great job. And 
um, uh, you know, I got a little a little medal, you know, for finishing my little six mile uh, oh. leg. But I think that one of the biggest attractions for the runners is the actual medal. Mm-hmm. They really trick out the runners medals for the race. So I haven't seen this year's image. Maybe if you've uh, got a picture of it, you can tweet it at us at Next Stop MS. But uh, excited for everyone coming into town. And it's cold today, but it's, it's not going to be tomorrow, it's too. not going to be wet though. So there, that's a that's a plus. I was just looking at the weather uh, for tomorrow. It's going to be 36 is the high and 20 <laughs> is the low. And I know the the marathon watchers have probably uh, the participants have probably been looking like okay, it's been warm, 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 mm-hmm. and then the day we have the marathon, <laughs> it's going to be freezing. Uh, but it's going to be fun once you get your blood running and juices flowing as you run. You'll warm up anyway. So well, and ja- Jackson is just such a cool landscape to explore because you really do start in historic downtown. You go through the Jackson State campus all through the Fondren District into Bellhaven. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just get to see a lot of the city. And it is a challenging course because it's pretty hilly here in the capital city. Yeah. Well, later on tomorrow night, I think uh, Eddie Cotton is going to be at the uh, Old Tavern slash George Street uh, on the Capitol Congress Street area. I think it's connected to the Blues Marathon. So uh, check him out. I went to see him uh, on my break and we were in Clinton somewhere and Eddie Cotton was playing the guitar and he is amazing. I think <laughs> this is my first time seeing him play live. Sure. But he can like he has some Jimi Hendrix chops. He's really good. So that's where I'm going to be Saturday night. I don't know if I'm going to get to cheer the folks on at the marathon in the cold, but I will definitely be going to uh, George Street Saturday night to hear Eddie Cotton live. Oh, that's so cool. Well, you know, he joined us for our Mississippi Blues Trail 10 year party and, mm-hmm. you know, just always showing out. It's awesome. It is yeah. so great. Speaking of blues, I just have to mention this because it came to my attention this week. We have six nominees being honored at the Grammys in 2017, which, you know, is just about three weeks away. Mm -hmm. Um, Three of our Mississippi artists are up for Best Traditional Blues Album. That's a new category for the Grammys. Vasti Jackson, Luther Dickinson, and Bobby Rush. Wow. Uh, Tig Notaro, the great comedian who Mm. won the Governor's Award last year, is up for Best Comedy Album. All women up for the comedy album, P.S., by the way. Awesome. And then um, lastly, but of course not least, Jimmy Rogers and Charlie Pride are both receiving Lifetime Achievement Awards. That's amazing. It's, that is amazing. So, again, the numbers, the percentage of Mississippians uh, honored by the Grammys, receiving Lifetime Achievement Awards, they just keep going up and up. Yeah. Well, it's just uh, great to be from here uh, and just to, to be around people who are making history. And uh, since this is our bicentennial year, I don't know if folks know that, but uh, the 2017 is Mississippi's bicentennial year. We're joined by Carrie Grayson Horn and Edie Green, and uh, they're going to tell us a little bit about uh, this project. It's called um, MPB thread through time and it's a series of one minute documentaries where we're kind of talking about the history of the state um we talk about music and sports and uh, culture and all kind of things <laughs> yeah. uh, so good morning to you both good morning good morning um so tell us a little bit about what went into um the research for coming up with this particular project oh well we started a couple years ago actually mm. and we worked with archives and history um, and we hired some outside people to help us, and we came up with a huge list of different things that happened around Mississippi in its history. For me, it's been fascinating because I didn't grow up here, mm-hmm. so I didn't know Mississippi history. And then we would sit in meetings and call it down. There are 53 Sundays in 2017, and we were premiering a new story each Sunday, so we needed 53 stories <laughs> And after that, we just went for diversity, some light, some serious, some civil war, some civil rights, some geography, some a little bit of everything. What I love is they first when they first approached this, they were thinking about doing a documentary and they were thinking, 
how in the world can we do a you know a documentary covering all of this different things? There's so much to talk about about Mississippi, and so that's when it was decided instead of doing a 56 minute long documentary where you could only talk about you know maybe five things you mm-hmm. know cotton civil rights and that type of thing. Let's do 53 different one minute documentaries, which. Which sounds really wonderful until you start trying to talk about <laughs> civil rights in one minute. You start right. trying to talk about Jim Henson in one minute. It's amazing. We had to do a lot of research, a lot of a lot of calling down, a lot of, you know, boiling down, distilling to its essence, all these different things. And I'm really proud of what we've done. I'm proud of the work that you've done on it, Sharita. I mean, Thank amazing. You. She's one of uh, one of our hosts who who does this, and as well as Marshall Ramsey and mm-hmm. some and, other chick I don't you. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, me. Yeah. yeah. So well, and I love the concept of a, of a 60 second documentary. Like you said, you're you're able to tell a multitude of Mississippi stories because it's not just about history. It's also about entre- entrepreneurship yes. and innovation yes. and and um, all of our great uh, sports. And and art stories, but I think one of the most powerful aspects of of the sixty second documentary is we not only see it on Sunday on MPB TV, but we also get to watch it online. Mm-hmm. You do, yes. Oh. And by the way, it's on all week. Oh, good. It's premiere. A new one will premiere every Sunday at six fifty eight ish, and uh, then they air at the same 6.58 time slot all week long. Okay. And then run of schedule, so several other times during the day. So they're getting a lot of airplay and um, a lot of social media play. uh, Actually, we got some uh, response from the social media. Uh, We've posted one so far on uh, Facebook, and as of... Since Sunday, when we posted, the post has reached more than 24,500 people. Mm-hmm. It's been viewed on Facebook more than 8,000 times, been shared about 100 times, and it's just amazing the reach that we're getting with this. And that's just the first one. So. I think it was smart to do the one-minute documentary. First of all, I didn't know there was a such thing as a one-minute documentary, because when you think documentary, you right. instantly think long. But considering, and you kind of glaze over, honestly, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but we live in an age of tweets, so that's what I was about to say. Considering yeah. the attention span of today's generation, that one minute uh, clip is, is probably really, really smart. Um, could could either of you elaborate on the decision to include light and heavy topics? Um, because there are some things that are controversial or even painful, you know, in Mississippi. So right. talk about that, uh, that, uh, that, that decision to be genuine and honest in things that you discussed. Well, I think that we needed to be. We needed to have the full spectrum. Mississippi's not all serious. Mississippi is just glorious. I came here from somewhere else, and it's it's not what I expected it to be. It's it's just a beautiful and wonderful place. And we needed to celebrate all these good things and lighter things about Mississippi. But we do have a dark past, mm-hmm. and we need to we can't pull the covers over that and ignore it at the bicentennial. It's part of who we are. Mm-hmm. So in in order to do the whole thing, we had to tell both lighter and darker stories. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that is that's that's something that uh, that we do get to celebrate a whole lot. You know, we do talk about um, a lot of the, you know, the, the darker things. But I'm glad that that we do have some some of the lighter things, too. So. Yeah. Stay well. tuned for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a, a special sneak preview this morning. I popped in on John Gibson, director of television here at MPB, and he showed me a couple that are, you know, soon to debut. And uh, one element of, of several of, of the interstitials is this great animation. 
animation. So you're, you've got this playfulness um, in a way in some of the more serious stories through the animation, which I think is really strong. And and again, it's not all our archival photos and, uh, you know, uh, you know, historical documents. There's some great playful animation as well. They are a visual treat. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. So when you hear it on radio, um, be sure and flip on <laughs> over and, and check it out on online and stuff like that. I'm really proud of, of Ed Foos, who's our animator, who has added this little bit of lightheartedness to, to these to these interstitials. And it's just mm-hmm. amazing. Things that I never would have expected when we talk about the um, the new capital. I mean, you don't think you could add lightheartedness to to the old cap, to the new capital. But but yet there it is. It's still mm-hmm. it's still really fun. So. Well, outside of these women documentaries, uh, Mississippi, A Thread Through Time, is there anything else that MPB TV is going to be doing during this bicentennial year uh, in celebration? Uh, that's a huge thing. But I know also <laughs> we've got um, you were mentioning uh, that we have uh, Bobby Rush as one of our Grammy nominees. Well, he's going to be featured in one of the episodes of Blues Men that we're going to be airing the month of January and February. Mm. It's an amazing it's a one. Oh, my gosh. How many is it? Eight of them? There are. Well, actually, there are nine. Nine. The, the anthology aired last Sunday and Pine Top Perkins airs uh, next Monday. Yep. Uh, and there are nine different um, episodes with with some of our native oh, Honey Boy men. Edwards, we've got um hopefully. We have Kenny Brown. Yep. Big Jack Johnson. Yep. Super Chicken. Yep. Big George Brock. Willie King. Honey Boy Edwards. Nice. Bobby Rush and Pine Top Perkins. And the first nice. one that one yeah. that aired the other day was the anthology. Excellent. Well, we'll have to get you back in to talk about that as, as, <laughs> it, as it gets closer. Uh, so remind us once again where people can go to see these one minute documentaries. On, on, they can see them on television. They air, um, they first air Sundays at about six. About at, in a seven o'clock break, which mm-hmm. is really six fifty-six. Okay, and to then seven o'clock. Check out Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Facebook page. Um, we'll be putting them up there. You can check out our YouTube channel. Um, also, listen to MPB Radio, mm-hmm. and uh, you can be able to hear them there. And uh, yeah, during Mississippi Edition. Mm-hmm. That's Excellent. supposed to start airing, I believe, next week during Mississippi Edition. So there All you go. right. Well, Edie Green, Carrie Grayson Horn, thank you so much for being on today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank it was you. fun. All right. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll speak with Andy Chapman, who's going to tell us about the Mississippi List. It's a really cool thing. Uh, we have some more stuff coming up today as well. We'll speak with someone from the Mississippi Library Commission. If reading a little more is one of your resolutions for the new year. We'll tell you how you can do that. Also, Jackson Indie Music Week is coming up. Tabi Moyo is going to join us and we have some trivia for you today. Uh, So stay tuned for that. This is MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Britt here with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. And today we're trying to uh, get you guys' feedback on what you are doing for the new year, some resolutions that you're incorporating that include Mississippi. Uh, If you're going to do some more reading, we're going to be joined by somebody from the Mississippi Library Commission to tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Tell us about some places in Mississippi you want to visit this year that maybe you haven't. 877-MPB-RING is the number to join the conversation. If there are any
any local events going on in your area, you can give us a call today at 877-672-7464. Um, I was going to try to make a snow angel before <laughs> in the break. it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I woke up this morning and my whole porch was just covered. It's not snow. People will say it's sleep. I was like, okay, whatever. If it's not rain and it's what that looks like. It's sticking, yeah. It's snow to me. It's sleet, snow, whatever. But I was excited and I was thinking about trying to do like a little snow angel or something before it goes all the way because it's not going to last long. No, it's not going to last long. But I have enjoyed seeing pictures from some of our friends in North Mississippi who, you know, woke up to a good little smattering. So Yeah, they have a lot, way more than we do, I think. They were uh, completely covered. I I went on Facebook Live and uh, uh, filmed myself going down the steps, (laughs) and I almost fell. I bet you did. Those steps are tricky. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of slippery. (laughs) we both have on our uh, heavy-duty duck boots today, so we'll have to uh, get a picture of that. But I will say drive safely, folks. I heard ambulances constantly this morning, uh, so slow down on the interstate. I know you're trying to get places, but please slow down because the the streets are not dry. So use some good judgment here, folks. There you go. That's right. right. Uh, So we're going to speak right now with Andy Chapman, uh, who's going to talk with us about the Mississippi List. Uh, It's a really cool idea, and I'm ready to to dig into it. Good morning, Andy. Thank you so much for being on today. Morning, y'all. How are y'all? Hey, we're doing great. Um, so the Mississippi list, uh, tell me, um, is this also uh, under the, the, the guidance and leadership of people who uh, came up with Eat Jackson and Eat Y'all and Eat Mississippi Coast? It falls under that umbrella, too, right? That is, yes, that is our our companies as well. And, you know, this was a lot of people, as we did Eat Jackson, people said, oh, you should do an eat here and an eat there and, and kind of grow that thing. And um, we did Eat Y'all and there's so many places in Mississippi that are unique and special and, and really um, tourist destinations, but also out-of-state tourists, international tourists, but also people in Mississippi, There's it, it's kind of different. There's different states within the state. I grew mm-hmm. up in the Starkville area, never go into the Gulf Coast until I was probably 20 years old. And so this list is a combination of 201 places to eat, stay, and play across the state that really highlights you know, hey, look, if you're going to a part of the state, Tarita, you should go to one of these places, two of these places, three of these places, and really kind of embrace the different um, things that Mississippi has to be proud of in, in all the different regions of the state. Right. You've organized the list by the five regions of the state, which we call uh, the Delta, the Hills, the Pines, the Coastal Region, and then uh, sort of the Capital River Region as well. And and Andy, you know, this is not just some arbitrary list where you and your staff sat down and said, okay, what do we like? Let's make a list of our favorites. You really put in um, a lot of reader input and a lot of time into how you uh, gathered the names. Tell us more about that process. So we started doing surveying um, earlier last year, several months ago, and had over I think over 500 responses, maybe almost 600 responses on that survey. Um, and then have been, you know, as we've been kind of going in the, in, in responses, people were asked to give their top five. So you're talking about 2,500 often names of uh, of places to to include on the list, and so. We've been digging through that, and look, it is a it is a tough, tough thing to to narrow down. Hey, what what are the top two hundred and one places we want to highlight in the state of Mississippi? Because there are so many good ones. Um, but we have we're real excited about this list, and it's uh, it's something we've worked very, very hard on. And 
I'm excited that you know we have places that are fine dining, newer places like in the last four or five years, and then we have you know old favorites like your um, places in Tunica, like the Blue and White, um, that have been there for <laughs> they feel like they've been there a hundred years. Um, so and you know even the Petrified Forest, right? That's been there for a long, long time. It's been part of Mississippi is since its inception. So the list is really encapsulates a lot of different pieces of the state, but it, it's supposed to be sort of a snapshot of across the board, across the the fine dining, the dives, the the museums, the natural resources. This is a list that somebody can grab from wherever they're coming into the state or from where, if you're leaving, you know, like me growing up in Starkville, if you're leaving that area to go to Jackson or if you're in Tupelo and you're headed to the Delta, grab the list and and make sure you hit some of the places because you're going to be impressed with what we have to offer in Mississippi. So, uh, Andy, have you and your team been kind of surprised by some of the places that you have discovered? Um, does it seem like many people don't know about all these places in Mississippi? You know, why, why did you guys think there was a need for this list? Well, so it's our it's our bicentennial celebration. Of course, this the 200th year of the state of Mississippi and the legislature and governor and all those folks are, are starting to kind of really kick off the celebration of that. So we wanted to do something that, Kind of tied in with that, so that's why we put 201 places on that. the The need for this list, I think, um, became out of people would call me and say, "Hey, I'm going to eat in Tupelo. Where should I go eat? Mm. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be headed to Oxford. Where should I go? We're gonna be there for the weekend. What are the three places that I should definitely go?" And and me and my staff kind of kept getting that question, and then I would ask people that were really familiar with a certain part of the state more so than I was. Hey, if I'm going to, you know, Macomb or Brookhaven, what's, what are the places that you think are the best? Somebody from there that that's lived there a long time. And so we've, we've gotten a great kind of assimilation of, of lots of different people's input to, uh, to put this thing together. And it's, um, it's all on, MississippiList.com. We've announced some of the individual places, Sharina, but the official launch I've confirmed with my team before we got on the phone because we've been <laughs> trying to trying to dial every last one in, and it's going to officially launch on Monday. Okay, um, but you can you can go to MississippiList.com, and uh, I think there's a place to put your email address in and be uh, get a PDF copy of the list with all the different regions and places. And it's kind of a bucket list style. So you can check off the places you've been. I checked off about 156 of the places on the list that I've already been. Wow. Um, you've been traveling. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've been here my whole life, but that, but that highlights that there's 50 places that I have yet to go. Mm -hmm. Um, that the people in Mississippi think thought were noteworthy enough, um, that they should be on this list. So, um, I've got some work to do in the new year. I want to try to hit as many of those as I can. Um, I haven't been to the Grammy Museum yet. I mean, come on. Yeah, Somebody's me neither. <laughs> well, I love music, you know, and there's been to some great, some great restaurants out that way, but I haven't done some of the, uh, seen some of the natural resources that, you know, there's some of the parks and things that I haven't been, like I hadn't been to Tisha Media State Park in years. Um, so I need to find some food on that journey and head up there and, and see the mountain this, and I'm doing my air quotes, part of Mississippi. 
That's right, the, the foothills of Appalachia. Andy, do talk about that for a second. As we mentioned at the at the beginning of the interview, you're um you know you're the proprietor behind these uh, brands, Eat Jackson, Eat Y'all, Eat MS Coast. You're really in the business of food and culinary and restaurant promotion. Why, um, with the Mississippi List, which you call 201 Places to Stay, uh, Eat, Stay, and Play, why add the stay and play? Why not just stick with food? Well, look, when you go to a a different part of uh, Mississippi, there's more to Mississippi than just the food, and there's so many things. I mean, our our natural resources, our natural parks, our museums, there's just so much that people need to see. I mean, you know, the Mississippi Believe It campaign that came out several years ago about our, our athletes and Elvis and, you know, all the different, the depth of the history and culture of Mississippi, you can't just get it on a plate. Um, it's There's just so much more to it. And so we love the food, and and I'm all about the food and finding a great place that I've never been before, going to one of my old favorites. But there's so much more to Mississippi than that. We want to incorporate all of that in our partnerships with, you know, NDA and our sponsors. It's so important to really show the whole state. So when somebody comes in, this is this is supposed to be something that when they pick up this, the website or the, the PDF they print off, they can get a taste of the entire state in uh, in one snapshot, whether it's you know somewhere on the coast or somewhere in Tishomingo County. All right, Andy, so 201 is the permanent number, right? You're not going to add to the list? As far as I know, Serena, we're not going to add to the list right now. We're going to keep it at 201. It's our our bicentennial celebration for the state, and uh, that's that's what we're celebrating. Um, I I know that every year we'll probably refine it and tweak it, and there will be some new places that just have to be on there. There will be some places that – you know, ease off in there for a time, but uh, we're excited about the list that we have and feel great about the, the quality of the places and the experiences that we're suggesting to the state of Mississippi to be involved in. Awesome. Well, Andy, great. thank you so much for joining us today. So the website is going to launch Monday and give people the name of the website one more time. Mississippi, all spelled out. I'm not going to do the crooked letter, crooked letter, home back. <laughs> MississippiList.com. All right, MississippiList.com. Be on the lookout for that. It's going to launch this Monday. Andy, yeah. thank you so much for being on with us today. You're welcome. Yeah, you can uh, go ahead and uh, check it out on Facebook, the Mississippi List. Uh, they've got a great site um, or a great page already up with a lot of uh, cool little stories about different restaurants and chefs around the state. So just a great way, again, to learn more about Mississippi during the bicentennial year, explore a little more, try places you haven't tried. Yeah, because I, I really think there's uh, an impression that you have to go out of town to experience something different. And I believe in each of those regions, the cultures are different. I mean, I feel different when I'm on the coast. Uh, I do feel differently when I'm when I'm down there in the midst of the casino and there are stars and then the beach. I feel like I'm in, you know, Florida or Key West somewhere. So absolutely don't underestimate the state. There are lots and lots of things to explore. And uh, this list is uh, going to be a good guide, I think. And I, I think think it's great that they added the stay in the play because you want to eat when you go places but you know you want somewhere to stay as well a lot of these hotels are locally owned and the restaurants have been in the family for a long time and uh it just feels good to be you know in the midst of locally owned 
places. Yeah, and you know, it's so funny for a guy like Andy Chapman, whose job is literally to eat <laughs> and to explore uh, foodways in Mississippi, um, and there are more than 50 places on the list that he hasn't experienced. I mean, yeah. that tells you how much new and good and great uh, things we have happening around the state. Absolutely. And I still have to get to the Grammy Museum. I've not gone yet. No, you've gone, right? I'm ashamed to say I was there yesterday. I should have invited you. You should have. <laughs> what, what were you doing there yesterday? Well, I was there for a little bit of business. We're preparing for our annual Mississippi Night in Los Angeles that's part of uh, Grammy Week. Oh, yeah. So we had a, a bit of a business meeting at the Grammy Museum, but was really fired up to check out uh, the Stevie Ray Vaughan exhibit one mm-hmm. more time because uh, coming up soon, starting, I uh, believe it uh, goes up in March, is Taylor Swift, the Taylor oh, nice. Swift exhibit at the Grammy Museum. So we know that's going to be very popular. Now, Mississippi Night in Los Angeles, uh, do we have a performer from Mississippi to perform that night? We do, we do. And because we have all of these incredible nominees uh, this year, uh, that list of performers is growing. So uh, I'm going to... Is Tig Notaro a performer? Well, I'm just, I don't know. I, oh, you know, I got to... Let me get my ticket now. Let's say this is to be <laughs> determined, but okay. uh, maybe next week I'll have more of a, a, a firmed up uh, lineup to share with you. But um, we've got a great problem on our hands in that we've mm-hmm. got, uh, you know, four living um, musicians that are being honored. I mean, if Charlie Pride were to come out for Mississippi Night, I would just fall on my face. <laughs> I would love to meet Charlie Pride. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, well we're going to take a quick break and there's still some time for you to join the conversation. Listeners, if you want to let us know about any local events going on in your area, it is the beginning of the year. If there are any uh, kickoff 2017 events you want to let us know about, you can join us at 877-MPB-RING. Uh, do you have a resolutions list for Mississippi, some places you want to eat, stay, or play? You want to share those with us, 877-672-7464 is the number. When we come back, uh, we'll be joined by Tracy Carr, who's going to talk with us about the Mississippi uh, Library Commission. And also, we'll find out about Jackson Indie Music Week. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. It's in a book, a reading rainbow. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. And today we've been talking about some things that you can do in Mississippi this month, this year. It is our bicentennial, so we learned a little bit about uh, how MPB is celebrating uh, our bicentennial. It's called MPB uh, a Mississippi. A Thread Through Time. Yes, a one-minute documentary, so it doesn't take long to watch them. You can uh, go to MPB's Facebook page or our website and check those out all throughout the year. There was like 52. I did about 17, I think. Uh, it was much different than radio, let me say that, being filmed on camera to do that. But uh, the, the MPB team put a lot of work into it. So Yeah, it's a um, great group. And, and, you know, for those of our listeners who are Sharita fanatics, you'll get to see what Sharita <laughs> looks like. I know you've been on before, but you'll be on a lot more often now. Yeah, I was completely uncomfortable. Uh, I won't spoil it, but in Halloween, I had to do a special thing and I had to get completely out of character. Uh, so that one is going to be funny <laughs> uh, when it gets to October. So be on the lookout for that one. Uh, Mary is in Braxton and has a comment about uh, the Mississippi list, I believe. Good morning, Mary. What do you have for us today? Well, I was 
was just thinking, you know, they have uh, people who go out birding and make lists. So I think that if you don't have the list that you folks have there, you can make your own list. <laughs> there All you right. go. That's a good idea, Mary. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. I don't have any wheels anymore because I, uh, well, I don't drive anymore. Oh, okay. So, so I'm going to just have to make a the list of ones that I've done before this. All right. Well, sounds good. And you can share it with us uh, once you uh, construct the list. Give us a call back, okay? All right. All right. Thank you, Mary. 877-MPB-RING is the number if you want to join the conversation. Let us know about any local events going on in your area. If you have some Mississippi-themed resolutions, places you want to eat, stay, or visit this year, give us a call at 877-672-7464 or email nextstopatmpbonline.org. All right, we're joined in studio uh, right now with a special guest, Ms. Tracy Carr, who's going to talk with us about the Mississippi Library Commission. Good morning, Tracy. Thanks for being in. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about the commission. Um, I, I'm curious to know, um, is it is it becoming difficult to preserve the value of libraries, period? I mean, because so much is going on with the Internet, and I think uh, maybe libraries are being uh, a little neglected. I think that is a um, perception that's been going on, <clears throat> excuse me, since the Internet came about. But in reality, the library is a community hub. That's where mm. people without Internet at home, that's where they go to access the Internet. That's where they go to apply for jobs, um, not only to get books and movies and, and stuff, but to actually connect with the world, get jobs, learn um, a lot of people take their college classes at libraries if they don't have Internet at home. So the library is really um, available to adapt to really whatever the community needs. So mm, That's a good point. Um, because, you know, you don't think about that, um, especially being in rural areas, people don't have access to the Internet and they can go to the library and it's a safe space. A lot of things are free. Right. There are classes at libraries. Uh, but as an agency, how do you guys balance that? Uh, how many libraries are there in Mississippi? There are 238 um, library buildings and uh, 52 systems. So some of the systems may have one branch, some have 12. So they're all structured a little differently. And um, Mississippi library law, not to bore you, but it is a, it's, it is a, a weird and tangled web. So um, libraries in this state are their own political entities. They are their own deal. Um, so we are not, the Library Commission is not the boss of public libraries, but I like to describe us as a kindly aunt who gives uh, advice and some money and some programs. So your aunt can't really tell you what to do, but she can kind of nudge you in the right direction, but mm-hmm. not punish you if you don't follow the advice. <laughs> so we, we give advice and hope people take it, but if they don't, that's okay too. Sure, sure. Well, and when I worked in the arts, the libraries were great partners for us when it came um, to public programming, uh, because it's, it's, as Sharita said, a great public space for everyone. And you guys really do have talented staff and great resources to offer sort of educational programs that you might not find anywhere else. Yeah, libraries are always willing to host uh, any kind of public program, especially arts-related ones. Um, So what we do at the agency, um, another agency might say, hey, we need four libraries in this part of the state to host this program, and then we connect those, um, those people together. So. 
Well, Tracy, I selfishly wanted to have you on the radio today because one of my resolutions is to read more. Um, I've uh, always been a fan of like Southern fiction, and and that's mostly been what I've read in my life. But I really need to expand that. I don't know outside of like academic purposes how many pieces of nonfiction I've actually ever read. So, mm. um, how can the Library Commission help someone like me that's stuck in a reading rut? Okay, we ha- there's I have lots of suggestions. Um, the first thing anyone needs to do is get a, a library card at their local public library. Even if you are you like to read on your phone or your Kindle, libraries have ebooks. Um, actually, most libraries have um, some collection of ebooks that you can borrow for a two-week period. Um, you do have to go to the library one time to get your card, but after that, if you're an e-reader user, you just stay at home and load up your phone. Beautiful. Um, you can also, uh, we have a, an online book club um, on Facebook called the Mississippi Reads Online Book Club. It's We have a monthly common read, a book we read together. We discuss it at the end of the month. But then weekly, we just give book recommendations. And these are just stuff we've read that we liked. It's not uh, structured in any way. Um, and anyway, so you can find that on Facebook. Um, Goodreads is an app that um, you know, we're a member of it, but we don't have anything really to do with it. It's just a cool thing. But you can um, find new books to read. You can see what your friends are reading. It's really social media all about books. Hmm. Um, you can set a reading challenge for yourself. And then once you read a book, it's like, great job, Mary Margaret. You read two of your <laughs> goal of 10. I need affirmation. Yes. Well, we all do. And any resolution, you kind of need a community. Like if you were going to the gym, you kind of, you need a gym buddy. And so all, all of these are kind of to create a community around reading. Um, we also have, if you're looking for recommendations, we have this program called Book Match, which is kind of a, um, a uh, it's not really dating, but if you want to date a book, it it, it meets, matches you up with um, a book you might like. So you fill out a little form online with things you like and hobbies you're into and what kind of genres you like. And we send you a list of four or five books that we think you'll like. These are not curated by a robot. These are human recommendations. Um Oh, wow. So it's called Book Match? Book Match. Where do you find it? You find it on the Library Commission's website. Okay. That um, address is mlc.lib.ms.us. And under MLC Services, it's the first link. Ah, that's what I need. That's really cool. My my issue is I will start reading and not finish. So I've read half of many books, uh, <laughs> but I have not finished the book. And I don't know how long. I mean, I'm so distracted with, with Facebook and, and working. I just never get back to it. And then I have to get back into the mode of whatever uh, the, the topic is. So that's my goal, to finish reading all these books I've started this year. Well, if you, sometimes, though, if you lose your interest mid-book, you just got to put it down and get another. Well, it's just I'm my giving, As a librarian, <laughs> I'm giving you permission. Everyone, d- don't keep reading books you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> put it down. There's another one that will make you happy out there. Excellent, excellent. Um, so how are people supposed to know if their library is providing them what they're supposed to? Like, how do they know they're getting the absolute best experience from a library? Well, I guess they just have to go in and see what they have to offer. Um, if like how how would they know? Okay, well, we should probably be seeking some resources to improve our library. Making hmm. that decision, um, I guess you would go in and talk to the library director if there's something that you see that, or if you want. Libraries are very receptive to hearing mm-hmm. what their patrons want and providing that thing. Um, so a lot of libraries um, 
check out non-traditional materials, not just books or ebooks or movies, but cake pans mm. or tools or whatever it is someone asks. Like most of the time, librarians, we love to say yes. We hate <laughs> saying no. And if there is at all a reason to say yes, we will completely do it. So um, I think cake pans and tool, I, I think cake pans is at the Central Mississippi Regional Library. Sure. Uh, the Flowood branch, I believe. And I could be wrong. So fluid and get ready for some phone calls. <laughs> well, I, I will say back at uh, in February of last year when we were preparing for the Governor's Awards, my good friend Scott Beretta got a Governor's Award and I checked out a button maker from the Library Commission and made special buttons for Scott's big day. Nice. And that was so fun. And um, the, the librarian there taught me how to use the machine, showed me the proper way to, um, you know, just... Uh, put the little uh, button stuff together and it was really fun and it was really useful because otherwise I would have had to, you know, go out and buy a button maker that I'm only going to use one time and I'm sure right. they're expensive. So that was cool. We we have done a lot of uh, looking around to see what we have to see what we can loan out. So hmm. we have recently discovered, I mean, we always had, we knew we had puppets that we loaned to public libraries, but they weren't in the catalog. They weren't easily discoverable. So we cataloged them, and now we talk about them a lot. And the button maker is the same thing. We have two button makers, and libraries can borrow one if they need to. So just kind of seeing what we have in a, in a budget crisis kind of situation, what do we have that we can help with that doesn't cost us any additional money? It's already been purchased. Awesome. We do have a call. Uh, Charles is in Jackson. Uh, wants to talk about a books program. Good morning, Charles. What do you have for us? I wanted to make a comment and a plug for the Talking Books program of the Library of Congress, which is administered by the Mississippi Library Commission. I've been blind for about three years now and have been taking advantage of that. And the uh, Library of Congress, through the Mississippi Library Commission, provides the digital book readers and the, uh, the various books in, um, in a cartridge format. And uh, they're really fabulous. The, the, there's a bi-monthly catalog that comes out which shows the new books that have been recently recorded. And then they have a huge backlog of, of books that, they've, that, they've been, that have been recorded throughout the years since the program was established in, I believe it was 1948. I've never requested a book from the uh, the talking books program, which which they did not have. So wow, mm. the choices are just are just fabulous, and it's a tremendous service for blind and physically handicapped people. Wanted to put a plug in for that. Wow, thanks nice. so much, Charles. Yeah, thank you, Charles. We appreciate it. And I'll just talk a little bit more about the Talking Book Services program. Um, like Charles, our main spokesperson, just said, um, we provide talking books. They're in digital and physical format, um, Braille books and large print books to people with visual or physical impairments. So if, um, let's say, someone has arthritis and they have trouble holding a standard book, they mm -hmm. can get on the service. If you break your arm, you can temporarily get on the service. Um, um, and it, it, all of this is done um, through the mail. So you receive your books through the mail, you send them back, and it's all paid for by the federal government, and um, it's administered at the Library Commission. Wow. Awesome. That's great. Well, uh, Tracy, thank you for everything you do with the uh, uh, Mississippi Library Commission. Where can people go to reach you guys? Well, you can go to our website, and I gave that address earlier, mlc.lib.ms.us. But you can find us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can just call us up. 
All right. Sounds good. Tracy, thank you so much for being in today. We appreciate it. We need to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to speak with Tabi Moyo, who's in studio and will speak with us about the Jackson Indie Music Week. I'll go ahead and throw our trivia trivia out. Uh, Sam has been trying to get me to do this trivia for weeks now. And today is a perfect day because it's cold. Where was the coldest temperature in Mississippi history recorded? Where was the coldest temperature in Mississippi history recorded? All right. 877-MPB-RING is the number. We'll be back in just a moment. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller and Tabi Moyo. And we're going to talk about Jackson Indie Music Week in just a moment, but I'm going to repeat the trivia question. Nobody knows the answer. Sam gave the hardest trivia question ever. Nobody knows the answer. Where was the coldest temperature in Mississippi history recorded? We just need to know where. Do you know the answer, Mary Margaret? Well, I'm just guessing it's in the northern region. I would think you're right. So <laughs> am, I, am I warm? You are warm. Okay. Where was the coldest temperature of Mississippi history recorded? 877-672-7464 is the number if you know the answer. 877-MPB-RING. Good morning to you, Miss Tabby. How are you? Good morning, y'all. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Jackson Indie Music Week. This is the second year, right? Jackson Indie Music Week returns. This is our second year. We're super excited. Okay. So tell us a little bit about um, the the theory behind Indie Music Week. I I assume it has something to do with independent musical artists. (laughs) Absolutely. There's a couple of reasons that um, Brad Franklin came and kind of gathered a group uh, together. One is to celebrate Mississippi being the birthplace of American music and then two, Jackson being the capital or the entertainment capital of Mississippi. So we wanted to combine those two things and create a week-long celebration for independent artists because we have so many great ones. Mm -hmm. So uh, talk with us about the artists that are going to be involved this time. And where did you find them? (laughs) We have so many. We have a submission process. This year we actually had, last year we had 50 artists. This year we have 70. Wow. So from all different genres, I think it's too many to name and I don't want to get anybody mad, but we have um, artists from rock music, uh, we have R&B, we have EDM, we have... Um, What's EDM? EDM, electronic drum and bass, I believe is what it is, oh, and that'll be over nice. at the Planetarium. Cool. And all this information is online because it's just so much to take in, but it's all there organized. And you can pretty much plug in where you want to, but it's something for everybody, literally. Well, and you're you're doing uh, the events all throughout the capital city, and some some of the the events you're hosting are in really unique locations. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing I think that's cool about Mississippi. Any sort of festival that you go to, that's one of our kind of boasting points. You can do them in these cool locations. So we're in Midtown at Lucky Town Brewery to kick off Love on that. Sunday, and then um, our, we have a. Mu- um, music video showcase at the Reclaim Mile in Midtown. And so that's a space that a What'd lot of What'd you say people, the name was? The Reclaim Miles. It's a, um, they refurbish, refurbish furniture and just use like old wood and create really creative pieces. And so they have a projector and a screen and we're like, let's do it over there. Um, but, and we're also in Fundrin Underground. We're in Fundrin at Sneaky Bean, at Dueling Hall, at Cubs. 
uh, in Bellhaven at Finian's. We're all over Jackson. Last year we had about 20 venues. I mean, 10 venues this year, we're up to 20. So we only see it expanding and expanding. And we really want to expand the footprint and get as many people on board um, to help drive this thing, you know, now and in the future. So... And and uh, it's not just like one day or one weekend. No, seven days every wow. day, um, pretty much after five. So people can come out starting Sunday. Monday, uh, we have the Rock Showcase at CS, Blue Monday at Howlin' Miles, Tuesday, a women all women-focused um, day. We have a panel over at Thalumara. Then we're at Hops and Abanas for a woman showcase. Wednesday is our really big event called Blender. So we have four stages, 15 artists, um, one night. And so that's our tag for that. Um, now, where is that one? That one's uh, on Commerce Street, which we're tagging as the Railroad District. Okay. Um, so we'll be at Jocko's Tacos, Howlin' Miles, Martin's, and One Block East. Cool. It's 7 to midnight. Thursday, we have the Icon Awards. We're honoring some really cool icons in the Jackson um, area. And all of this is online again. And then and that night, we also have a singer-songwriter showcase. We are um, then at Fundrin Underground. Friday, we have a hip-hop showcase. We have a concert. I mean, not hip-hop showcase, a concert. We're at Finian's. Saturday, we're at, we ha- we're at the Planetarium EDM Party, day party at Chemistry Lounge. It's just a lot going on. Oh, so. my goodness. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I've marked off some things I'm going to go to. What's the website for uh, Jackson Indie Music Week? For more information, go to jxnindiemusic.com. Everything's there. And Great. follow us on social media. All right. Uh, I think I have an answer to our trivia question. Alex uh, of Highway 82, the question is, where was the coldest temperature in Mississippi history recorded? What's the answer, Alex? Is it Corinth, Mississippi? Yes, sir. You are correct. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Alex. I'm going to put you on hold. Yes, January 30th, 1966, 19 degrees. Negative wow. 19. Negative 19 degrees. I was like, wait, that can't be the coldest. <laughs> Negative 19 degrees. Thanks, Sam Wells, for uh, being our board operator today. Java Chapman, the new kid on board, was our call screener. Mary Margaret, thank you for joining me as well. Thank That's you, going to wrap us up here. Southern Remedy for Women is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.